The summer roster preview series rolls on with Carolina basketball. Coach Pat Kilby and I are talking into the starting five now and our man, R.J. Davis. Pac, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and joining me as he does every Wednesday is the man coach, Peck Kilby. And this dude is coming to you from California. He's on family vacation. He lost a tooth today, and he's still here with us. What a baller. We want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So subscribe, smash the like button, leave a comment for Pat Kilby telling him what a beast he is for doing the show down a tooth. Hey, a bit of housekeeping. I want to remind you guys that coming up on Friday's show, we're going to have a mailbag show uh, where I just answer questions that you send in. All sorts of great questions coming in. Uh, send in whatever you want. Something about Carolina, about me. Maybe you got questions about PAC. Whatever it may be. I don't care if it's about hair or food or whatever. Send it in and we will get it answered. That's going to be awesome. But for today... We are talking about the man, R.J. Davis, North Carolina's point guard. Love that pack. What's up? Dude, love me some R.J. Davis, man. Love me yes. some R.J. Davis. Right? Um, you know, how, how awesome is it that we have the point guard that just – he made just a huge jump in that sophomore season. I know we're going to talk about it more, but – we have that to look forward to as our leader, our floor general, uh, moving forward in a year where we have a chance to contend for a national title. And we all know that, first of all, veteranness is a key in that, but also guard play is a key. And yeah. He's both of those things, so that's awesome. And, uh, you know, we, we've known a couple junior point guards. I don't know, a guy named Ray Felton. Won a national championship his junior year. This dude, Ty Lawson, he's made a few poor choices lately in life. But as a junior at North Carolina, won a national championship. Uh, what year was Joel Berry in 2016-17 there, Pat Kilby? That would be a junior. That would be a junior. Hmm. It'd be like, My, uh-huh. how the stars are aligning. Let's do this. So, Pac, tell us a little bit about our man, RJ. Yeah, so RJ, uh, obviously, he's a junior. Uh, point guard, six foot, 175, uh, repping number four for the Tar Heels. Um, Twitter handle, go give this man some love on Twitter at R E A R I I Davis underscore. And then Instagram handle is the exact same thing A R I I Davis underscore. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to ask him what that's for. I've never taken, I should just do that sometime. Yeah. I almost wonder if his first name is like Ari RJ. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. We're going to have to figure that out. All right. What, what about some of his stats? Let's dive into that. All these crazy numbers. Yeah. So uh, games played 39 games started 39, very durable. Uh, 34 minutes a game. That's a lot of minutes a game. 
um, season high forty five minutes against Baylor, <laughs> and we that's ridiculous. Five of them. Uh, point, points per game, thirteen and a half points per game, which is up eight from eight point four his freshman year uh, season high. Also thirty Baylor, um, which we needed every one of those two. Yeah. Uh, rebounds four point three per game. Dude is a rebounder. You talking about playing in the ACC at six feet tall? That's you know that's a solid. Um, rebound there, and, and also a single game high against uh, Kansas with 12, 3.6 assists per game, um, and I kind of mentioned this before, I would love to see what his assist per game was if you just took the second half of the season, because not only did we move him more to the more permanent starting point guard position, but something also seemed to click with him, um, and you really saw it down in the NCAA tournament. He was not only doing a good job of scoring, but he was, golly, he was facilitating. He was getting everybody involved. It just seemed like something really just started to click for him, and that was awesome for us down the stretch. Um, 1.9 turnovers per game. So it was getting high four, uh, four different times, so that's not good. But it did improve <laughs> as the year went on. Uh, yeah. Career highs, five against Florida State his freshman year. Um, something, you know, that I think Coach Davis and then even RJ and Caleb, they really cleaned that up as the season went yeah. on. Yeah. You know, early in the year, God, it was a little bit of a struggle, especially played against Vegas. Golly, it was like every other possession was a turn. It felt like, but yep. man, those guys really, they just grew. They grew. Oh, um, and then run down three point field advantage, 37 or 36.7%. Free throw to 105 out of 126, so 83.3%. We need him to be shooting more of those. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All day long. Man, yeah, it's it's so interesting. All like so many things about his stats. Like when you look at it, he's a dude that can drop thirty against the defending national champs. Or if you need him to, he can go get twelve rebounds in the national championship game at six feet tall. Or if you need him to, in the second, in the, excuse me, in the first game of the NCAA tournament, he can dish out twelve assists. Yep. I love that. Um, as part of leaning into being this point guard, he's really kind of turned into this jack of all trades that can do whatever is needed in a given game. Like, hey, my shot's not falling. Cool. I'm going to go out and grab 12 rebounds because his shot wasn't falling in the national championship game. But there he was doing all that. And then other people were just hitting against Marquette, Caleb Love, namely. And so RJ is just like, here you go, bro, and dishing out 12 assists. Uh, man, but uh, like you said, minutes-wise, boy, 34 a game, that's got to come down. Uh, we expect that to happen with Seth Trimble. You and I have talked about that already um, this summer. Um, and that durability you talked about is I was – looking at all the numbers and stats and things, I was blown away. Um, not only that he started and played all 39 games last season, um, but he played in every game his freshman year too, all 29 games. So RJ Davis, despite his six foot nothing, 175 pound frame, has not missed a single game as a Tar Heel. Next week, when we talk about Caleb Love, we're going to get to say the same thing is true about him. And Boy, that durability is phenomenal to have 
from your backcourt. Of course, uh, I put that out on Twitter earlier this week, and everyone's mad at me because I've jinxed us now, and so we're knocking on wood and doing all that stuff. Keep the backcourt healthy. But man, you you love to see that level of durability. Shouts to Jonas Serration and the strength and conditioning crew. I started to say, have these people not heard of Doug Howerson? I mean, come on. He's going to have a built-in yeah. ready to go. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and so uh we're gonna get to talk a lot more about what this uh switch for rj into being the full-time one running the point guard did for himself and for the tar heels talk about his strengths and weaknesses what he's been needing to work on this offseason talk about all that in just a second after i tell you some more about bet online betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. There's also reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering info, from live in-game betting to scores and podcasts, they got you covered. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, uh, Pack, Coach Kilby, man, RJ, just like you said earlier, just keeps growing on me. Uh, love who he is and his game more and more and more, particularly now that he is cemented into that point guard role. And before we talk about his strengths and weaknesses, would you just talk about like as a coach um, making an adjustment like that midseason um, when it's the right adjustment, what that can do for your team? Yeah. So, you know, whenever your team feels comfortable in their roles and their roles are clearly defined, then I mean, just as a coach, do you, the players feel comfortable because they know what's expected of them and they know what they have to do within their role to give the team the best chance to succeed. And so likely what happened here was, you know, first of all, RJ just seemed to be, you know, clear cut, better fit at the one than Caleb. And when coach Davis made that decision and he made that clear and we stuck with it, you just almost felt a sense of comfortableness and familiarity with that from RJ. And then to the flip, you saw that with Caleb too. Caleb's better off the ball. And so um, just when the guys know, hey, this is what's expected of me. This is my role. This is how I fit. This is where I feel comfortable. Then they can go and just play and they can do their thing. So that's kind of what we saw here. And it just makes a huge difference for everybody when, when when everything is clearly defined. Yeah. Man, thank you for sharing that insight. And um, sometimes it's been more clearly defined. Like we talked about Ty Lawson earlier, the, that, that 0809 team that won the national championship, Wayne Ellington is clearly, obviously a shooting guard. And Ty Lawson is clearly, obviously the one with Caleb and RJ. It's a little less plain and clear and obvious. And so that's why it's taken a season and a half to get to that point. Plus you got a coaching change, all that. But uh, I I love this, that we'll come into this next season with those roles clearly defined all off season and from the get go uh, from game one, when the season starts. So, Pac, let's talk more about RJ's strengths that you see in him. Yeah, so first of all, you know, but the first thing I want to touch on and maybe his most important strength is he is a he's a young man that just seeks development and he seeks coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we look at that as like a given um, at their level of, of play. It's really not. It's not a given. And so 
the fact that RJ is coachable and he he works at it and he wants to be taught and he wants to grow, man, that's just a huge strength that he has. And you know, the reason I say that and point that out is because you can see his growth as the years gone on or throughout his whole career so far. And it also gives you hope for what's to come. He's going to continue to grow. He's going to continue to expand his game. And so, um, you know, first of all, in strengths, I think that's that's clear cut. That's his number one strength. And, um, you know, also what I love about RJ is he he provides three-level scoring. Um, man, he's – Not t- not Tyler Nichols' four-level scoring, but three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, I don't know how many people got that four-level scoring. That's, that's pretty tough to do. But. <laughs> RJ, you know, I'm not a huge – we talked about this before earlier on and um, when we did the North Carolina-UCLA comparison. North Carolina is not a huge mid-range team. Uh, but if there's a player that's been effective in it, I dare say it's RJ Davis. I mean, he's he's got a decent percentage from mid-range. And, um, you know, obviously he's gotten more consistent from the three-point line. I think he was 36.7%. That's right. 83% from the throw line. And then when he gets to the rim, he finishes. He's – he provides all of that for the Tar Heels, and that's a just just a huge benefit from your point guard is not limited on the floor. He can score at all three levels. Um, and then, like we mentioned, he's a good reason at six foot one seventy five to to average over four rebounds a game um, is really good, especially considering you know normally the way this works out is um, transition defense, the point guard, and sometimes the shooting guard first back. And like the three from the five crash the glass. Um, and so for our team is definitely a testament to uh, his knack for rebounding and then just his toughness and his willingness um, to get in there and get it. But uh, And then he has the durability. So he's kind of, I mean, he's got the whole package. He's a really good player. Boy, okay. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you on all of that. And I I think the biggest thing that excites me is what you said is that first one, just that continued desire to just grow and learn and get better. And I think that's going to pay huge dividends this upcoming season. Now, he is not a perfectly formed basketball player as no one is. So what about the flip side, Pac? What do you see as some of RJ's weaknesses at this point? Yeah. So um, obviously he, height is a thing. I mean, he's six foot tall. So you can't really control that. It'd be nice if he was taller. But what I will say is I'd like to see him get in the weight room and get a little bit stronger um, yeah. and become, you know, maybe more explosive and uh, just a little bit tougher around the rim. Yeah. Uh, you notice a lot of the times whenever he's around the rim and he's attacking the rim, he's always picking himself up off the ground. He's falling yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah. And durability will take a hit if you're falling a lot. 34 minutes a game over a 39-game yeah. season. So, um we need him to get a little bit stronger where he can withstand some of those blows around the rim. And then I'd like to see him be more consistent from three. Yeah. And this is a small yeah. point because I think he will become more consistent, um, especially in a clearly defined role that he's moving into, you know, like everything's already set up for him. He knows what's expected of him. He knows how to do that. And so now he can go do that. And so I expect that to take a jump, but I would like to see him be more consistent there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the same is true of Caleb. They were both at that same range. I think Caleb was like just a couple per, uh, tenths of a percentage point ahead of him. But they both have to take that leap for this team to do what they need to do. Um, and so, especially uh, that, not to cut you off, but especially losing hmm. Brady, everybody's got to be a little bit better from the three point. Exactly. 
Exactly. And exactly. Cause as we've talked about, and I, I talked about on the uh, three point shooting analysis is um, Pete Nance comes in having shot 42% last year, but he attempted fewer threes than Brady made last year. And so um, you, you can't just cons- assume that he, we've got to assume he's going to shoot more volume, but you can't assume that percentage is going to stay at 42 with the higher volume. So yeah, uh, RJ and Caleb have to take up um, a big part of that. Now, um, let us talk about off-season stuff. We always do, we say Coach Davis um, has an interview with the players before they leave for the summer and says, hey, brother, sit down, let me tell you some stuff you need to work on. So uh, let, let me sit down and, and I'll say, I'm, I'm RJ and I'm coming in. All right, Coach Davis Kilby, uh, tell me what <laughs> I need to work on this summer. So first of all, ship, um, right? So we know we have veteran guards. Uh, we know that Caleb and we know that RJ are, are the guards on our team. And just by being guards, they're, they're de facto leaders. Like it's just part of what it's part of the position. And so um, here's the thing though. And, and this is not a knock at Caleb. Caleb is emotional. Sometimes he gets, yeah. he goes yeah. with the ebbs and flow of the game. Yep. And that's something I hope to see him grow out of, but yep. RJ's your level headed, you know, he's clear, he's calm, he's collected. And so he's got to do a good job of being the leader for our team and uh, making sure that you know, when the boat's rocking a little bit, everything else is steady. And so I'd like to see him grow. Um, we mentioned that. Um, see that go down more consistently and then get stronger and you know be able to withstand the blows that he's going to take around the rim. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on all those. Th- thank you, Coach Davis Kilby, for my <laughs> off-season plans. I'll make sure make sure to work on those. Yeah, uh, on the on the leadership, you're spot on with that, RJ. Um, I mean, they could be winning the national championship or losing to UNC Asheville, and you wouldn't know the difference. He's just so even keel. And um, while you do like to see emotion and and like that grit and toughness, he shows that enough, but more often than not, I, I love that comparison to Caleb. Again, that's not a knock on Caleb, like you said, but it's just Caleb. He's a little more in his feels than RJ is. And, and so our RJ just has to be that steadying influence um, that he is. And so I, I want to see him be more assertive. I want to see him take on that mantle of leadership and and just be be more vocal in his leadership. Uh, yeah, let's get that assist to turnover ratio up. His freshman year, it was like right at 1.0. I think he had 56 assists and 54 turnovers, something like that. It grew to 1.9 this uh, past year, but um, Leakey was 2.8 this past year. And so now obviously he is a great playmaker. He's got the height, the skill set, the vision. And so that's different, but no reason that RJ's assisted turnover ratio couldn't jump into the twos or even maybe the low threes. Yeah. Um, you w- would love to see that happen. And I'm going to actually so, piggyback off of that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and this isn't necessarily about RJ, just something cool that I've picked up on. Leakey is almost like I don't want to call him another point guard he's not that but man he's so good about getting the ball out and transition and making plays it's almost like there's three guys on the floor between RJ Caleb and Leakey that I feel comfortable bringing the ball up the floor absolutely it's like Theo yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly so much of that and 
And so we need to see that. And very limited. Puff Johnson had 3.7 assist to turnover ratio last year. Now, uh, that was just 11 assists and three turnovers. So super small sample size. But we've got several of these guys that can do it. I don't think Caleb's assist to turnover ratio is ever going to jump into the twos or threes. And so um, RJ has to be the one to do that. And as we've already talked about today, that's why he has been christened as the point guard. Love all of that. Well, uh, let's look forward a little bit to what is going to happen this upcoming season, the 2022-23 season. Pack, you ready to unpack that a little bit? Oh, yeah. Okay, so first off, I don't think any of this changes from the way the season ended, but what? let's talk about his expected role. What, what role do we see RJ playing? Yeah, so... I think we can expect him to take a little bit of a hit minutes wise, uh, which is a positive thing. So I don't want that to sound negative. He needs yes. Wes. He played more minutes than any guard in Carolina history. If I'm not mistaken, you can probably correct me on that. Um, but he just played so much last year that Seth Trimble will come in and be able to provide a little bit of relief for him and for Caleb. Um, and that'll be, that'll be much needed. And here's the deal with that. What? Oh, sorry, what, go ahead. Pac, what, what number would you like to see that minutes per game get down to? Like under 30, low 30s? What, what would be good, do you think? Right around 30. Okay. With just one part, with it being a three man rotation, it probably needs to be right at 30 minutes per game, to be honest okay. with you. Yeah. Um, can, so if, yeah. if RJ and Caleb are both at about 30, 31, and then Seth is more like 15 or something in that range? Yep. Yep. That okay. would be ideal, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and it'd be nice if. You know, DeMarco could provide a little bit of a boost, and maybe ah. you could see RJ at like a 29 minutes per game. And the reason why that's so important is because it's a – I mean, first of all, it's a long season, um, <laughs> and these bodies are taking – but also just throughout the course of the – I mean, getting two of a break is a huge deal. It pertains to, you know, not defensive assignment here and there. And, you know, as we saw, I mean, points add up, and we're going to be taking – every team's best shot. So when locked in and being able to, to be keyed in on our sides and what we're supposed to do, it just makes a huge difference. Okay. Love that. Now uh, for RJ, uh, when we think depth chart wise, there's not much of a conversation because if you're in the starting five, you're in the starting five, but uh, any thoughts there that you would um, bring to that? Is there any world in which he gets displaced in the starting lineup? No, there, unless, okay. I don't unless Seth Trimble just comes in and he's like the number one pick in the NBA draft type good, then I don't foresee that happening. Um but but yeah, I think between RJ and Seth, those two are gonna be your you know your predominant number ones and it's gonna be RJ leading the way for the Tar Heels. Okay. There we go. So when it comes, we, we've just been talking about it, but when it comes to newcomers affecting RJ's playing time, it, it's Seth Trimble. Um, and as you said, that's a good thing. We, we want to get that number into the lower 30s or high 20s, uh, assuming Seth comes in and provides uh, pretty equal playing, uh, a high level of play. Um, but any, anybody else you foresee that would um, that's coming in that's going to affect RJ's playing time in any way? Um, no, nope. new that's obviously, uh, but maybe, you know, maybe DeMarco could, you know, uh, affect it positively. And that's the thing that that's only a positive. If he's playing some, that means that he's really improved and that he can help us win yeah. and that Hubert trusts him to yeah. spell those guys for a little bit. Cool. Yeah. Love that. 
And then in terms of departures, really that would affect his playing time. Really the only guys you can point out are, are Anthony Harris and Kerwin Walton, but neither of them really affect uh, RJ's playing time directly other than just it's part of the backcourt rotation. And so maybe, you know, there's there's a couple minutes they give away, but I feel like, and, and correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, I think the amount of minutes Seth Trimble will play by himself will be greater than the combination of the number of minutes that Walton and Harris played last year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no question about that. I, mean, I think Trimble's going to come in and be impact day one. And okay. Whereas I felt like, and I mean, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, I feel like Anthony was at the point where Coach Davis was putting him in because he needed to make a statement to RJ and Caleb like, Oh, you know, you're going to turn the ball over. You're not going to play hard here. I'll put Anthony in. But <laughs> here comes Anthony. Yeah. It was almost like he never really wanted to put him in, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was just yeah. No, I hear that. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about a floor and a ceiling for RJ. And, and uh, let's look at it not in terms of what has been RJ's floor, but let's talk about it in terms of the floor for this upcoming season. Okay, yeah. So, ooh. That's so the floor for this upcoming season. I expect, barring least, injury, let's let's yeah. assume injury is not part of the equation. Barring that, I I'd expect him to be at least honorable mention ACC or well, honestly at least third team ACC. I mean, I <laughs> I can't really foresee one or even two point guards being better than RJ in the ACC, and so if he's playing to his potential. Yeah. And so yes. I expect yes. that to be the, the very least we get from him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that just makes sense. Like, if he's going to be third team or honorable mention all ACC, that, I mean, sure, somebody's going to pop that we're not thinking about, but there's not going to be that many more than him. And because, uh, to me, RJ is the most indispensable player on this team. I'm not calling him the best or most talented or most NBA uh, ready. I'm saying he's the most indispensable player in a similar way that Kendall Marshall was indispensable to the 2012 uh, team. And so when we look at the other side, we, we talked about that floor. What about the ceiling? I mean, is he, are, are we talking ACC player of the year level just below that? Where, where do you see RJ's ceiling? Yeah. So, I mean, I, to me, I see his ceiling as a first-team All-ACC guy. Um, and to be honest with you, if we're looking forward, you know, and hopeful, hopeful as uh, North Carolina Tar Heel his senior year, fingers crossed, then I project him to be an All-American. I mean, I think he's that good. And, you know, I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. He's a veteran point guard. That is crucial in college basketball. And not only is he a veteran point guard, he's a really good one. And so I, I definitely expect him to be first team all ACC potential all American. Yeah. Yep. Particularly if he's able to strike this balance really well, now that he knows from day one, I'm running the show. If I can find this balance of when to score, when to distribute, when to, you know, all of that. And if it comes together in a perfect storm, whoo, how'd it look out boys and girls? It's going to be fun. Yeah. And one thing that I will mention real quick is point guards are oftentimes um, the blame for a lot of things because they are the, the floor general or the coach on the floor. But you can also set them up really well. You set them up well as to put pieces around them and to put a good head coach in place. And look, Coach Davis is awesome. RJ Davis is a great player. And golly, he's got some good pieces around him. And that sets a point guard up for success right there. 
Yes. Man, I love that. Let me give you, I've got two statistical bold predictions for RJ this year. I'm going to say he's going to make this three-point shooting jump and lead the team in three-point percentage. Not necessarily in terms of number of made threes, but I'm going to say he's going to lead the team in percentage. And I'm also going to say he's going to have an assist-to-turnover ratio over three. Those are my two bold statistical predictions for RJ this season. Somebody write that down and come back and find me on Old Takes Exposed later when I get that wrong. But um, I, I just, it just has the feeling that he's going to make that type of leap this year. So, um, Pac, let's get, let's get some closing thoughts out there. What are you most excited for this upcoming season about RJ Davis? Yeah, so to me, it's just the consistency. Uh, you know, this will be year two with Coach Davis. This will be uh, RJ's. He's locked in as the point guard. That's not changing. His role is defined. He knows what he needs to get better at, where he needs to grow, and the leadership is all. It's all in place for him to succeed. And so, I'm just really, really excited for that. In this day and age of college basketball, there's not just a ton of consistency, and, and we have that in North Carolina, and that's something uh, to be excited about. Yes. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, for me, what I'm most excited about, it's kind of similar to what we said about Puff Johnson last week. We asked, was the title game, his performance there, an anomaly or a sign of things to come? The same is true for me about RJ over the course of the entire NCAA tournament. He set career highs in those six games in rebounds, that was against Kansas, assists, that was against Marquette, scoring, that was against Baylor, made free throws, and steals. So career highs in all of those statistical categories in the NCAA tournament against the best competition in the country. And so uh, to me, that's not a, yeah, he raised his level of play, but that's a sign of things to come. And that has me giddy, Pat Kilby. Giddy, yep. I tell you. <laughs> hey, and not only were those performances career highs, they were like big games, you know? I mean, he was stepping up when we needed it most, and that's how you can really tell there was there was growth there. Yeah, that was one of just two 30-point games the Tar Heels had all season. I mean, like ridiculous. <laughs> so, love it, love it, love it. Okay, friends. Oh, so good to talk about RJ Davis. Next week, Pat Kilby and I are talking about his backcourt mate from St. Louis, Missouri, the state where I live, just on opposite corners, Mr. Caleb Love. Can't wait to unpack that. Uh, two fun back-to-back -back week shows. But that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for making the show your first listen or your first watch today and every day. Please go subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcast smash the like button leave a comment don't forget to give coach pat kilby some encouragement for jumping on while he's on vacation for jumping on with one tooth down maybe he'll find it fingers crossed we don't know maybe he swallowed it we're gonna have to find out you can follow the show on twitter at locked on heels you can follow pack at coach underscore k23 and you can follow me at isaac shade i-s-a-a-c-s-c-h-a-d-e Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of the Locked on ACC channel take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Hey, Coach Kilby and I want to thank you so much for spending part of your Wednesday hanging out with us, talking about the man R.J. Davis, talking Carolina basketball with us. And we want to remind you that it is always, even when you lose a tooth, a great day to be a Tar Heel. 
Until tomorrow, peace. <laughs>